welcome. Please stand by. fascinates me. I'm sure it fascinates you too. It's this thing that you always tend to gaze at, this magical power that draws your attention to it. It's been a character in many myths as Luna, causing degrees of diagnosis with names like Lunatic and lunacy. Eagle Houston, uh, we have you now. Do you read over? And before we had fire, it was the great refrigerator light in the sky. Great. We're standing by for Eagle. Which makes me think about humankind. Okay, he's coming along. We copy out. Did we cease to exist in those times of no moon? Encased in our own self-loathing darkness? A species that, until the morning sun came, sat like cold, empty storage space, adding nothing to civilization until the world could be seen again with the dawn. No wonder it's taking such a long time. I don't think the moon really makes noise, although supposedly it vibrates like a bell upon meteor impacts. But this theory doesn't quite hold up when you throw a rock at a piece of cheese. So I'm not quite sure if those scientists are correct. And like us, or maybe we're more like it, the moon has its dark side too which nobody sees, and probably that's for the better. Having an existence of over four and a half billion years, you can only imagine the scarring, anger, and depression the moon carries. A juggernaut of a therapy session that would last for an eternity. And even as it floats, in deafening silence. We make noise at it. Howling, screaming, cackling. Somehow we think it lonely that it needs to know we are here. Or maybe our inner selves are uncomfortable with that silent face staring back. Perhaps that's what motivates us to go visit it to spy on it through telescopes, to launch things at its surface. Perhaps we feel intimidated by the quiet because somewhere there's an unreachable light switch which we will never find unless the moon tells us where it is. So we'll never be able to switch it off. Or maybe it's a hidden plug 
And in the meantime, it'll keep teasing us, pulling at the oceans, the way a childhood bully pulls at your hair. And for over 300,000 years, we've taken it. We just look up as it taunts us with its recurring tired trick of waxing and waning. And let's not forget the psychological pressure it casts upon us. Performance anxiety with the honeymoon. Deadline driven at the harvest moon. And then it tries to flip and be all soft and unique with a blue, red, yellow, and pink moon. And I got a 500 alarm. But nobody is really falling for this, right? I mean, let's acknowledge the elephant in the room. The moon probably has a huge rodent problem, if it is indeed made of cheese. And how lucky there's no atmosphere up there. Because then we just look up at this ugly green molded glob cooking in sunlight for far too long. And then where would we be? Well, we'd be staring at something god-awful, that's for sure. And even though it takes about three days to reach the moon, only two days more than it takes to fly around the world, it seems we will just remain where we are and keep an eye on it secretly staring at it through blinds on a sleepless night. This constant checkmate in place. And it does make you cringe at how evolution might not have really caught on to humanity's potential. A wasted opportunity. And the moon, the moon knows this and is simply playing a waiting game waiting for the next thing to come along. Good night. Eagle Houston, uh, we have you now. Do you read over? Loud and clear. Roger, we see your... Uh... This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time. Stand by. Stand by.